Hello everyone. Um, here we are again recording another um, episode for our Neo4j Graph Database podcast. My name is uh, Rick van Bruggen. I work for Neo Technology and on the other side of this Skype call all the way in the Netherlands is Tom Zeppenfeld. Hi Tom. Hi uh, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Uh, how about yourself? <laughs> Yes, I'm doing fine. Uh, that's great. Yep. Um, well, uh, Tom, most people who are listening to this podcast probably don't know you yet. So would you mind uh, introducing yourself? Uh, who are you? What do you do? And what's your relationship to the wonderful world of graph databases? Okay. Um, well, my background, I'm, I'm, uh, my background is not in, in IT by, uh, by um, uh, education. I'm an, uh, an agricultural engineer. And, um, well, the main field where I've worked over the last couple of years was in international development in uh, Africa and Latin America. And that's also where, uh, where there is a link uh, between, uh, with the link with Neo4j. Oh, no way. Um, Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, as you probably know, and there are lots and lots of, of uh, types of development projects in agriculture, infrastructure, education, and health, for instance. And uh, one of the typical things that you use in that context is what they call uh, result change, chains. So uh, uh, diagrams that link activities and organizations and results and impact and effects to each other. And also a concept that is called actor constellation mapping. So that uh, is a way of diagramming uh, all uh, the interests of different stakeholders in a project and, uh, and how people collaborate, how they form networks. And well, while I say networks, I'm already talking graphs. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's great. And, and, and so how long, ago, how long ago did you first encounter Neo then? And, and you know, how did, how did that happen? Um, well, that, that happened uh, about four years ago. Um, and uh, when we ran into a very concrete situation where we, where we had to uh, make uh, these kinds of diagrams accessible over the internet, okay. so instead of drawing uh, of drawing uh, powerpoints uh, with uh, graph-like structures in it, we were looking for a database platform that would allow us to share these things and make these things interactive over the internet. So and that that sort of created the desire to store them in a networked way as well, I suppose. Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And so, and yeah. what are you doing now with uh, Neo, uh, Tom? Because I know you're doing some really fancy stuff. But uh, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, currently, uh, our main project is a project that is partially privately funded and partially subsidized by the Dutch government, um, and which is focusing researchers, researchers like. Uh, uh, journalists that do, uh, suge- uh, do do research or investigations on a specific subject and um, uh, it, it includes well partially now for j for uh, storing relations between documents but also uh, documents and social uh, 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 content from social networks uh, and also all kinds of, uh, of tagging and metadata and for that, uh, we also have a cooperation with two universities in the Netherlands that help us to automatically uh, uh, classify and tag documents or to uh, detect relationships uh, inside documents. Wow, that sounds really so great. So that's, that's the main project that we are working on now, yes. 
Wow. And uh, as I understand it, there's also a big uh, visualization component to that project, right? There's a, there's a lot of stuff that you're doing on, uh, you know, how to bring that information visually to those researchers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and uh, indeed, that that's uh, in terms of, of what we develop uh, in, in terms of software is, in fact, you can consider it an enhanced browser for the Neo4j uh, database. Um, because once we were starting this project, we were running into, uh, well, we wanted to have more than, uh, than the, the standard Neo4j browser. Yep. And that is why we now have uh, a browser uh, environment with multiple panels and panels that, can, that you can link to each other. And in one panel, you can display the data as a, as a network. In other panels, you can display data as a, as a table and you can link them to each other. And that's that's what we call uh, this. This product is called uh, Prologram for yeah. now, uh, and that is uh, what what a number of developers are working on actually. Yes, that's very cool. Well, I've seen a couple of the well, I've seen it uh, live and when you presented it at uh, at the meetup and everything. But uh, I've also seen some of the YouTube videos, and I'll I'll post those with uh, with the podcast as well. Okay, um, right. So, so maybe you know just. Um, Looking, looking at it in a little bit more detail, you know, what, what do you think is sort of like the most powerful aspect of this? You know, in other words, you know, why, you know, why, why did you end up choosing a graph database for 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 doing this type of a project? Uh, any 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 comments on that? Yeah, uh, well, I come my background. Uh, I once had an IT company myself, uh, and that was uh, uh, typically uh, uh, relational databases. And finally, we ended up building a metadata layer to mimic mimic uh, graphs on top of it uh -huh. and um, and that 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 in fact that says it all because the, the the real world is far more complex that you can than you can model in a in a in a table well, well in tables yeah and specifically the domains that i've worked in be it agricultural development or now investigative journalism yeah. um if you have a, a, a very generic and and basic uh, 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 structure like you have in Neo4j, where also not just the nodes, but also the relationships are really things in itself. You call them first-class citizens, exactly. and they're very descri descriptive. It allows you, even when your data model is changing or extending and expanding, and that is what happens very frequently, you don't have to do a complete overhaul of what you already have to have and still have an optimized structure. So you yeah. can keep on building and adding stuff, and that's really for us one of the main advantages of, of, of Neo4j. And that, that is on top of, of course, the, the way that you can, can really do optimized and very localized searches in your, in your uh, graph database. And yeah. I have the experience with building meta structures on top of a relational database. Then the, the number of joints is incredible. And finally, it, it makes it unworkable. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know if you've listened to any of the other podcast episodes, but uh, some of the Neo4j founders have been on there as well, you know, and um, that's how they started Neo4j, you know, they they started developing a meta layer or a graph layer on top of, it was Postgres in the time, I believe, at the time, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, you're, uh, you're, I think you're coming to the right conclusion there, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. so go for it, yeah, you want to add something? Well, yeah, that that's well for us. It, it was was well uh, f quite easy to pick the concepts uh, to 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 understand the concepts, and that's also I think 
why we now are are uh, are making nice progress with what we make as a, as a generic browser on top of Neo4j is that we come already we came already from a from a graph let's say a graph a, a mindset that yeah. that that knew how to uh, the advantages of graph database yeah so what does the future hold Tom you know where 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 do you think this uh, this this industry is going <laughs> where where should Neo4j go where is program go grow Going well, that's, that's, uh, uh, that <laughs> you said really it's 10 minutes, this, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's you limit it. let can pick one. Yeah, yes. okay. Well, well. Say, I think graph database are, are there to stay. It's not, it's not a hype. It's uh, especially when, when, uh, uh, when relations between content become more and more important than, than perhaps the properties of content. Uh, uh, for instance, we are now working on recommendation engines and while uh, in the beginning, people uh, get recommendation on the basis of of properties or links inside the content itself, so very explicitly. Now we are already doing tests with uh, uh, integrating in the recommendation uh, the social aspects, and then you finally end up uh, concluding that the uh, the uh, suggestions that you can make on the basis of how people use the content, and that is typically something that you can easily store in the graph they are better than the suggestions that you can make on the basis of the explicit tagging of, of content. So uh, this, and, and as the world gets gets more and more connected, uh, whether it's Internet of Things or, or documents that are shared, it's, well, it's the graph model is, is a very nice way to describe, to, it, you get more exact models than, yeah. than, uh, than a relational databases. So, so that that's I think the position of graph databases in the world is is an established one. Um, uh, what we we are now doing with uh, with the Prologram platform, well, we have been building it with uh, let's say about three to four persons over the last 14, 15 months. We now have a version that is uh, well, that is on one end is good enough, but we are let's say the next two to three months we will probably. Uh, uh, start sharing it with the world uh, because we want to know how people interact with it um, and and also I'm sure we are uh, you cannot keep on developing uh, without uh, without user feedback mm -hmm. already we have already quite some quite some users um, and um, well then then uh, in terms of functionality there will be additions like uh, well, integration with Elasticsearch, uh, a complete function and trigger system that allows you to uh, to chain queries, uh, virtual virtualization of nodes that allows you to make aggregations of visual of uh, let's say uh, to visualize aggregations of nodes and relationships. So that's where we are more or less going for the next uh, the next quarter, and the rest we will yeah. That's more or less the roadmap that we have. <laughs> Discover it as you go, right? So uh, yes, uh, yeah. It sounds yeah. really exciting. So um, I think we will we'll wrap it up at that, uh, Tom. But it okay. was a really great uh, talking to you. Thank you so much for uh, for coming online. And apologies for the technical hiccups earlier on. That was uh, entirely my fault. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for coming online. And I'm sure we'll see each other again at one of the next uh, meetups. Okay. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. And uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Bye.